Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today we're going to pick up on our Back to Basics study by looking at basic number 11. Now bear in mind our text, as has been since the beginning, is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 15 where Peter told the Jewish believers, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. We need to know what we believe, but we also need to know what or why we believe it. So basic number 11 that we're going to look at today we believe that all people are by nature separated from God and responsible for their own sin, but that salvation, redemption, and forgiveness are freely offered to all by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when a person believes and accepts Jesus Christ as personal Savior and Lord, trusting him to save, that person is immediately born again and sealed with the Holy Spirit. All of their sins are forgiven and that person becomes a child of God destined to spend eternity with the Lord. So, as we unpack this statement, number one, we are separated from God by nature. And again, this is a Cliff Notes version of this study. I mean, any one of these topics, I mean, there's volume, there's books written on any one of these topics. We are separated from God by nature, for example. My goodness, we could spend so much time talking about that, but that's not the purpose of this study. When it says we are separated from God by nature, I'm reminded of Isaiah 59 too, but your iniquities, and again, Isaiah speaking to the Jewish people, but there's application. Your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. And we need to understand something. That separation occurred in the garden when God created man, gave him dominion over the earth. Man sinned by disobeying God, listening to the counsel of the serpent, and therefore he was separated from God. For the first time, man hid himself from the presence of God. Our sins is what separated us from our God. So we are separated from God by nature. Um, and then number two, we are responsible for our own sin. We are responsible for it. I cannot blame my sin on you and you cannot blame your sin on me. Paul told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 10, chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse number 13, no temptation has taken you except what is common to man. In other words, all of us are tempted in the exact same way. And 1 John talks about this, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, passions, position, and possessions. We are all tempted in the same way. But understand, temptation is not sin. It's succumbing to the temptation in which it becomes sin. The Bible says that Christ was tempted in all points as we yet with without yet without sin so we are responsible for our own sin we're all tempted in the same way temptation comes from various places 
But that temptation, is it's up to us whether we allow that to become sin in our lives. So the Apostle Paul wrote, No temptation has seized you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful. In other words, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able. But when you're tempted, he, God, will provide a way of escape so that you may be able to stand. In other words, there's no excuse for our sin, none whatsoever. When we sin, it's because God gave us a way out and we chose not to take it. And then number three, we must be saved of that statement. We believe that all people by nature separated from God and responsible for their own sin, but that salvation. So we must be saved. The word salvation literally means health. It implies deliverance from destruction, from difficulty or evil. We must be saved. The Bible tells us that there is no salvation apart from personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. No salvation outside of Christ. No salvation apart from the gospel of grace in this dispensation. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. D.L. Moody once said, the thief had nails through both hands so that he could not work, and a nail through each foot so that he could not run errands for the Lord. He could not lift a hand or a foot toward his own salvation, and yet Christ offered him the gift, and he took it. Christ threw him a passport that took him into paradise, and that's true. There is no salvation outside of Christ. The Bible says, note that salvation is a free gift and that it only comes by faith. And then number four, we must be redeemed. In that statement, we believe that all people are by nature separated from God and responsible for their own sin, but that salvation, redemption, redemption. The word redeemed means to be bought back. It implies repurchased, ransomed, released, rescued, or delivered. Um, Jesus said in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verse 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. In other words, to buy them back to rescue them, to deliver them, to repurchase them. Uh, Paul told the Galatians in chapter 4, verse number 4, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. So we must be redeemed. I'm reminded of a little story. A little boy named Tom carried his new boat to the edge of the river. He carefully placed it in the water, slowly let out the string. How smoothly the little boat sailed. Tom sat in the warm sunshine, admiring the little boat that he had built. Suddenly a strong current caught the boat. Tom tried to pull it back, but the string broke. The little boat raced downstream. 
Tom ran along the sandy shore as fast as he could, but his little boat soon slipped out of his sight. All afternoon he searched for the boat. Finally, when it was too dark to look any longer, Tom sadly went home. A few days later, on the way home from school, Tom spotted a boat just like his in a store window. When he got closer, he could see, and sure enough, it was his. Tom hurried to the store manager. Sir, that's my boat in your window. I made it myself. Sorry, son, but someone else brought it in this morning. If you want it, you're going to have to buy it for a dollar. Tom ran home. He counted all of his money, exactly one dollar. When he reached the store, he rushed to the counter. Here's the money for my boat. As he left the store, Tom hugged his little boat and said, Now you're twice mine. First I made you, and now I bought you. Same thing with our Lord. We must be redeemed. He made us. We chose sin. And he bought us back. And number five, as we break down this statement, we believe that all people by nature separated from God and responsible for their own sin, but that salvation, redemption, and forgiveness are freely offered to all by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must be forgiven. To forgive is the act of excusing one for a mistake or an offense. You know, the prophet Isaiah told the children of Israel, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And they, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. We must be forgiven. John told the Jewish believers in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he's faithful, he's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then number six, as we look at this statement, is that when a person, let's see, to all the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, when a person believes and accepts Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, trusting him to save that person is immediately born again. Born again. John 3, 3, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. And when one is born again by simple faith, by simply believing in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, when one accepts that free gift, the Bible says they are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Paul told the Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed. For what? The day of your redemption. We are sealed for our redemption. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, Paul said, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth. And there's a time in all of our lives as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ that we heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, after having believed, you were sealed. Notice, all you had to do was believe, and you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is, who is, the guarantee of your, your inheritance until 
the redemption of the purchase possession to the praise of his glory. You and I have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. It happened the moment we believed. Not the moment we, we, we walked down, down an aisle. Not the moment we did something. But the moment we believed, we received the Holy Spirit of promise. And therefore, we, we have a guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchase possession. And the purchase possession is you and me. We have been bought back. We have been redeemed. That's basic number 11. God bless you guys. Remember that God loves you. He wants the best for you and he's working all things out for your good.